Hey guys, today we have a super important podcast. And as a podcast entirely ran by women, spreading awareness and women's empowerment this month is super important for us. Um, today on this podcast, we're going to be talking about women throughout history and their contributions to the world. So the first woman we want to recognize throughout history is Frida Kahlo. And she was uh, someone in art. So she was a Mexican artist and was norm- known for her self-portraits, which were all very vibrant and colorful. And she is someone who celebrates women and her Mexican culture within her art. She did a lot of self-portraits. So you might know her for like her eyebrows. Like I think that's a really famous one that is seen a lot. And her self-portrait is on the 34-cent U.S. postage stamp. And um, she's just really someone who celebrates women through her strengths of art. Another really influential female figure um, from history is Emily Dickinson, who is more on the literary side of things. She was a poet and um, a poet from the Romanticism era um, during the mid-19th century. And she was very... um, influential for women especially since she never married and she wrote a lot about um women and she actively went against like the cult of domesticity and um advocated for women's rights outside of the home yeah she wrote a lot of free verse poems and about like women's issues and things that women struggled with which is um really influential to our society and um really helped um, a lot of women like break out of that domestic lifestyle The next two women we're going to be talking about today are Alice Paul and Lucy Stone, and they both fought for women's suffrage during the women's rights movement in the 1920s. So both of them faced criticisms and persecution while trying to inspire others to fight for change and equality. Um, Lucy Stone in particular, some interesting facts about her is that she kept her last name after marriage, which was very unheard of during that time. She also helped to create the National American Women's Suffrage Association, Additionally, she fought for women's rights not at the expense of others, which means that she fought for suffrage for all races. And Alice Paul was also a very, very strong woman. She devoted her whole life to the cause. Um, she went on a hunger strike while she was um, while she was in jail, and she was force-fed and just went through horrible things. So another super important woman throughout history is Rosa Parks. And she was a huge advocate for racial equality. Um, In 1955, she refused to give up her seat to a white man in Montgomery, Alabama. Yeah, her action of, like, not giving up her seat really helped to inspire the Montgomery bus boycott, where um, people did not take the bus because um, she got in trouble for um, not giving up her seat. And that, like, action, I think, sort of provided leeway for MLK to rise up because he was sort of the leader of the Montgomery bus boycott. And so this action um, inspired that whole thing and was sort of a catalyst for the civil rights movement. Um, It's also, I think, important to, like, mention Ida B. Wells did this, um, refused to get off her seat, I think, in a train car much earlier Um, at the very beginning of the century and I think that just like the world sort of wasn't ready for it yet but um, it's important to note that she also uh, made a move like that. So a lot of people know Ruth Bader Ginsburg who was a Supreme Court leader who fought for gender equality. She recently passed but she has done so much for women's rights especially on the legal side of things. 
Um, she faced a lot of adversity before being appointed a Supreme Court justice, um, but then even after, because she was the only woman who was serving on the Supreme Court at the time. Um, she was also the co-founder of the Women's Rights Project at the ACLU, and she did so much for women's um, reproductive rights especially. I think some other things that are important about her and the impact that she's made are, like, she was the second woman and the first Jewish woman ever appointed to the Supreme Court. Um, she also, um, even though she was the second woman, um, the Supreme Court didn't have a woman's bathroom until she pointed it out. So I think that, you know, even though that might seem like a little thing, I think it is, it did make a really big impact and does have a lot of meaning behind it. Yeah. And um, she, when she was a Supreme Court justice, she fought for a lot of, like, gay rights, women's rights, uh, rights for the poor, and, like, many other marginal groups, which is um, really helpful to our society. And I think that she made a big impact in that realm. um, also, like, she knows firsthand the struggles of being a mother in the workplace. Um, and, like, when she, was, when she was pregnant with her second child, she wore baggy clothes until her contract as a professor uh, was renewed um, out of concern for discriminatory employment practices, which I think just shows that she knows firsthand the struggles, and that's why her work is that much more important because it's coming from a woman who has been through all of it. And that's why especially her work in reproductive rights um, is really important. So another super influential woman is Katherine Johnson. And she also just passed recently. Um, but she was so influential because she was the first black woman engineer at NASA. Um, she's best known for making calculations that allowed the first Americans to enter the Earth's orbit and step on the moon. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Hidden Figures, but that's also about her. It's a really good movie. Um, she also began high school when she was 10 and graduated college when she was 18. So she was like a genius. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and in 1939, she was one of the first three black students and the first black woman admitted to the graduate school at West Virginia University. Yeah, and I think that um, she was one of the first um, black women who really made a mark at NASA. She was one of the, um, she was the first black engineer at NASA. So she really um, broke ground and like started off on a new path and really helped um, get um, a lot of. Okay, we can cut that part. Oh, and she really helped um, like get a lot of representation into NASA and was really like groundbreaking for that. So I think that was really important. Um, also from the movie Hidden Figures, Mary Jackson, who also worked at NASA, she was a mathematician and aerospace engineer. Um, she worked at Langley Research Center in Hampton, Virginia for most of her career. And she started as a computer in the segregated West Area Computing Unit in 1951 and took advanced engineering classes to become NASA's first black female engineer in 1958. Um and I think something really powerful about her was that she um, fought against the people that told her she couldn't. She even filed like a lawsuit um, against the school that wouldn't let her take classes because she was black. And so I think that's something that's really powerful about Mary Jackson. And then Dorothy Johnson was also one of the first black um, female like pioneers into NASA. Um, she was an American mathematician 
and also a computer who worked for NASA. And she became the acting supervisor of the West Computing Unit and the first African-American to be the acting supervisor. So these women were all very influential in the science and math and aerospace um, realm. And so I think it's really um, it's really good to like look up to them for these things. And they really made a big mark in history. And another kind of fun fact about all these women is that um, satellites named after them were launched into space. So Mary Catherine, <laughs> Catherine and Dorothy are all in space. In 2020. In so 2020. Very recently. Very recently. That's cute. And last but not least, um, we are going to talk a little bit about Taylor Swift and how she has um, done so much for women especially women in the media. So I think, okay, so I think we'll start off with her kind of impact on women in the music industry and their desire to own their own work. That's a good So place. an example of this is the whole Scooter Braun situation. And what happened was that her all of her past music that she has either written entirely by herself or yeah. with a co-writer, was stolen. And she didn't have the rights to it. She didn't get the money from any of her music. Yeah. Scooter Braun is the one that stole it. He is um, a man who has a lot of money and even in the past has um, harassed Taylor Swift publicly um, in order to like get more money. And then he stole her music without, like, she was never notified of it. And so she did not own the rights to her music. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's so hard because he was profiting off of her experiences. Right. And all of her hard work that she has put into writing her songs. And all of, you know, and then it, it was so hard because for her fans, it's like they would be listening to stolen music. Yeah, and it was it was painful also because, like, if someone has a fan listening, it was hard because she was not getting paid for all the streams that people were streaming. It was, the money was going directly to him because he had the rights to her music, um, which was, like, not signed off on anything. And, yeah, so that was, like, really a, a hard time for Taylor Swift because in the public eye, a lot of people weren't really understanding what was going on. Like, it wasn't super clear. She wasn't allowed to speak out about it, really. Or he, like... And so that's a little bit about that. And so then later she decided to re-record all of her past music. When it was legal. When it's legal. Um, and so that was a really big move because she's not necessarily getting as much money. It wasn't about that. It was about owning her artists, like her hard work. And that's a topic of a lot of discussion right now, especially is artists owning their own work because the creative process is a very like subjective one. And it's kind of difficult um, because people have contracts, but Taylor Swift worked so hard for literally 15 years and had all of that stolen from her. So now she is slowly but surely gaining it back. And a segue off of that is Taylor Swift's sexual assault trial. She, I believe it was, it had to be like 2012, 13. And she was doing an interview. She was doing an interview um, at a radio station, and there's a photo. Um, I won't go into all the details, but there's a photo of it happening. Um, it was basically workplace sexual harassment. And then she spoke out of 
like about it and she like said said a bunch of stuff about it and how it wasn't right and like told everyone this man's name like showed this picture and he sued her in court legally um for i want to say like a million dollars um because i mean obviously taylor swift has that money and so he was trying to get money from it because she quote unquote ruined his career and he um was claiming he didn't do anything even though there was a photo of it happening and the most powerful move i think is she went to court and she sued back for one dollar which proves to the public that it was not about the money it was about her getting the um getting the closure she needed from that experience and she won surprisingly well not surprisingly but I mean but kind of surprisingly because I think so many women who have had sexual assault experiences and speak out about it are not heard and they're not believed and it it was even hard for Taylor Swift to be believed and she had I believe it was seven witnesses and a photo and she was a person of of power and it was still so and she's still like almost lost she's still almost lost and so i think that that goes to show that like women when they speak about you know these horrible things that have happened to them it's just it's ridiculous that it is so hard for them to speak out about it and this is why it's because they'll speak out about it and a lot of the time unfortunately things don't get done about it right and she has been so outspoken about that and she has told that story so many times and helped so many women Um, in like going through the same process um okay so then also she has faced a lot of criticism from the public as being a person who writes a lot of songs about breakups and writes about her exes and she's been called so so many names and so many derogatory terms she's been slut shamed um just for like having a love life and um she has been like like she's talked a lot about eating disorders especially in the public eye she's faced a lot of criticism about her weight and which is such a prominent thing not even just as like a celebrity but like in media in general like a lot of girls are struggling with that and she has spoken out so much about it and how it has affected her mental health and how she has like tried to get over that but like it's she's having a really hard time because the men in the media are just continue to call her names and call her like a serial dater and call her too skinny and call her all of these names and she's just trying to stay relevant um which is so hard in the industry and i think additionally i mean kind of relating to this like miss americana is where she talks about so so many prominent issues in the world like you know, like eating disorders, like mental health, like facing criticism in the media. So I would 10 out of 10 recommend watching that. So go watch it. But um, she also talks about in Miss Americana how women in the music industry are having to change so much more than men are to stay relevant. And, you know, for example, if you would think about Taylor Swift eras, you know what I mean? Like there's reputation where it's very, it's kind of gothic, kind of like edgy. And then the one right after that was very bubbly, very Mm. like happy, you know, so she has to change so much. And it's like, if you look at other male artists, like that's not the case for them to stay relevant. And I think a song that really exemplifies this is Nothing New. And she sings it with Phoebe Bridgers. And it is about, like, 
how women in the music industry have to change and how people will only want them when they're young and an ingenue. And it's, I just think nothing new is, is so important in this context. Yeah. And I mean, also talking about some of her music that has empowered a lot of women is mad woman um, is talking especially about the hypocrisy of misogyny. Um, the man With the man, it's like um, it talks about some of these stigmas in the media for, I mean, just, I mean, men and women in the workplace, honestly, and like how women get called like manipulators and and like angry and obsessive. But like men are like, oh, they have like, they're strategized and they're smart. And it's just like she even like there's a direct quote, I feel like when she says, like women are called bossy and um other words and, and men are and men are called like like bosses. smart yeah like women are bossy but men are bosses yeah which i just uh and then in mental health aspects sort of this is me trying is really really a powerful song um in any situation mirrorball is definitely like relatable for a lot of people it's about like um that one is about like being able to adapt to so many people. You know like what I a mean? People pleaser. People pleaser. So that one hits hard. <laughs> um, yeah. Shake It Off definitely is also sort of a feminist anthem and how we should like be shaking off when anyone says bad things about us. Um, Champagne Problems is doesn't doesn't seem it doesn't like it seem would be. Like- However, it, there's so much underlying. Like I could talk about this for hours. Means. I won't. <laughs> but um, there's so much underlying, like um, like like subtle things to mental health because the whole story, mental of health it, and feminism. Yeah, and feminism. Feminism. The whole like point of the song or the whole like little story is that I think it's the. I mean, whoever Taylor's like talking about, like. Her. Like people focus on the like sadness of the person who got rejected, who she's like talking to, but there's so many underlying comments that she makes that are like, like mental health comments that like are just getting overturned because she's a woman. I yeah, think, and really I think important. the reason, like the point of the story, like the main character, the reason the person was, um, was rejected was because um, the main character was like facing so many mental health problems like mental health issues and and like she couldn't you know what I mean like she she couldn't go on with the relationship and I think that's so hard to think about when it's sometimes you have to sacrifice in a relationship because of your mental health and I think that's something that's very real we are getting really off topic however um she like a couple last things to mention um, she has done a lot of like philanthropy work and charity for um, people, especially her fans. It's like really, really amazing to see because she will like like see random people on social media that are having a lot of trouble. Like, for example, she donated $50,000 to a GoFundMe for a mother of five children who lost her husband to COVID-19. Um, and her mother, uh, her and Andrea, which is her mother, are like lending a helping helping hand to so many people in need and they have like all the time the wildest dreams music video um 
all the proceeds of that video went to the Animal Foundation. Yeah, um, and I think that's super important because we've talked about, like, her involvement in, like, mental health and, like, you know, other aspects of, of feminism. Um, but I think, like, proceeds from the Animal Foundation definitely brings us into, like, a new lens of looking at her as, like, an environmental activist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, also, she the, she has a song called Ronin, which is a very, <laughs> very sad song. Um, but the story of it is really beautiful. She found a blog of a woman who lost her four-year-old son to cancer. And without knowing this woman, she wrote a song about it from, like, the mother's perspective and talked to the woman, like, reached out to her, showed it to her, like, just to, like... And it really... Um, Maya is the woman's name. And she has spoken a lot about how much it has helped her in the grieving process and closure. And the song is beautiful. And she only, she never performs it. She's only performed it, like... Once or twice, Once or twice yeah. um, at an event for cancer funding cancer research. Um, so that story is just so beautiful. Yeah. And also for me, I admire her so much because in so many situations, she takes this like bad deal that she's received and like changed the narrative in a way and uh-huh. turned it into like a positive, not a positive thing, but like she has, she's benefited positively you know for example for the con kanye west stuff she was called a snake and whatever her and next she turned it into her whole brand i know she turned literally the snake thing to her whole brand her whole next album was revolving around snake okay well we need to stop but <laughs> well okay so um go and we'll email you the link to a taylor swift mental health playlist on spotify that you can listen to after you listen to this So thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. We love you. We love you. Bye. Bye.